Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Keith podcast. I'm your teacher and host, Keith Brown. And each week on this podcast, we coach you, the BiPlus individual, as well as others within the community, how to turn your hurting into healing and your healing into happiness. Subjects of this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Every week, you will get powerful teaching to help you create the life you desire and deserve. A couple of disclaimers, though, please. I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed on this program are either those of myself or my guest and should be considered as such. All right, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat here at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and I'm so very thankful for you joining me for this Table Talks episode of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for, for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I hope that you have followed or subscribed to this program. If not, please do take a moment to do that. And if you can, please give us that honest five-star rating. As you well know by now, that's very important for us to share the news of this podcast and get it out to more listeners. And I, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I need your help to make that possible. So please do uh, take advantage of that opportunity to help us, and we would appreciate it so much. Also, uh, you may or may not hear the commercial at the end of the podcast each time, but it also reminds you that we are always looking for Patreon members for only $5 a month. You can help support the work of this podcast, and I really would appreciate that. Um, you can you know, stop subscribing at any time if you choose to do that. But um, it would certainly be helpful to this podcast, and I would thank you for it. All right, let's get to the subject today. Um, and it's all about coming out. And I guess this is part of a focus of mine right now, especially. And there's a couple of reasons for it. Number one is it's something that I have helped a lot of people do over my 35-year career in some form or fashion, people that have struggled in how to come out and the best way to come out and all this kind of stuff. And truthfully, um, I have developed the, the method framework that I call the selective outage method, which is what I personally used in, and still use in my life, as well as what I have shared with clients over all these years. But having said all that, I want to mention the fact that I believe 
that when it comes to coming out, and I think this is something for everybody to know, maybe you're already out of the closet. That's great. I am happy for you. Hope life is going well for you. But I still think that is important for you to understand at least what I'm trying to get across in this podcast today. What I am going to suggest to you is that even though there are many nuances of types of people when it comes to coming out, I think, roughly speaking, there are two very distinct groups of people when it comes to coming out. And we can create any type of metaphors you wish. That's fine. But I often use the pool metaphor. In other words, think of your neighborhood pool or the pool at a resort or, you know, whatever the case. Or, you know, if you're you know, a person that has a nice bath backyard pool, then your own pool, whatever the case may be. If you are at a pool and you watch people come to that pool, you're basically often going to see two types of people when it comes to the pool. And I think that this is a direct correlation to the two types, major types of people when it comes to coming out. I call one the cannonball and I call the other the toe tappers. All right, so here's the here's the deal. If you're at a local pool or your pool or wherever, and you have a group of people come, you're always typically going to see at least one person, sometimes more. And often I see that these are often males, um, but it can be females. It does, you know, there's, but often it, it seems to be these these guys that do this. But anyway, they come to the pool and uh, they off their shirts and they flip off their flip flops over on on the side over there and they you know, throw their towel down on the table, whatever the case. And then they start taking a fast as they can safely run toward the deep end of the pool. They jump up in the air and they go up into their cannonball and wham, they land in the deep end of the pool in a cannonball, wetting everybody around sometimes in the process. But there was no delay there was no hesitation they were heading to the pool and they knew one way to get in the pool and that was a cannonball in the deep end and there is nothing wrong with that and it's fun to watch them do that and sometimes they'll come out hooting and hollering especially if the water's a little cold but you know they're in the pool and they're ready to take advantage of the pool and i think that there are those types of people in the lgbt world as well when it comes to coming out there are those people that they make a decision, right? They, they've they toyed with this decision of coming out. They've debated with themselves whether they're part of the community or not. They've struggled with it. They've gone through all of this self-understanding and processing, and they finally come to the terms that they are part of the LGBTQ community. And therefore, they have decided that they really want to come out. And so what do they do? Well, we often see those people in very public displays, such as a video on TikTok or uh, maybe a, a group text message where they send it, a text message to all their family and friends. Or they may use, you know, and I'm dating myself here, showing my age, they may use a Facebook post uh, to get that news across. So whatever the case may be, they usually make a very big splash with their outing. They say, you know what, this is me, I'm going to put it out there, I'm going to make a big announcement, and I'm going to let all the, the chips fall, so to speak. 
And I call those cannonballers. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that process. There's nothing wrong with cannonballers. There's nothing wrong with people making this grand um, announcement of their coming out. Um, and I have been around a lot of people who do that. I have um, seen a lot of people do that. I have witnessed it time and time again. I applaud it. I, I appreciate their bravery and and the work that they do in this process. Um, so I could, I you know, I commend it. I really do. But I will also say that these people are, at least in my experience professionally, those are not often the people that I have helped. Those are not often the people that have needed my services. Why? Because they've made this decision and they they come like, you know, whatever, I'm going to do this. And they make this grand gesture. But where I typically work with people and see people and help people is when they are more of the toe tappers. Now, imagine you're back at that pool again and you're down uh, sitting in your lounge chair and you're watching these people come to the pool and all of a sudden you see another person and they very carefully remove their outer garment, their cover, cover up whatever you know they're wearing. They they may even fold it up and they neatly place it on the side table and they take their beach towel and they drape it over the lounging chair there and make sure it's nice and neat. Maybe they even take time to put a little sunscreen on their face and their arms and things like that. And then they take their sandals and they slip out of them. Or Oftentimes, I see these people actually wear their sandals or their flip-flops to the actual shallow end of the pool uh, because of the slowness of their migration to the pool. Their feet are often kind of hot, and they get down to the shallow end of the pool. And if you watch them, what do they typically do? They step, they put one foot into the water, right? And they kind of shake it around, and they kind of, you know, they shiver a little bit and maybe say, ooh, it's cold or something like that. And then when they get the nerve, they then take their other foot and put it into the pool and just stand there for a moment. Maybe they shake and shiver a little bit, trying to get acclimated to the water's temperature. Then in a few moments, they will then go one step deeper into the pool and again, stand there, hold themselves perhaps around their chest with their arms and shiver and shake. Then after a few minutes more, they will take another step a little deeper into the pool. And maybe at this point, they get really brave and they reach down with their hand and they scoop a little water and they sort of splash it on the rest of their bodies. And then they really shake when it hits, you know, their stomach or their chest or their upper arms or something. And you watch them and they just, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly making their way into the pool. And, uh, but here's the thing, at some point, both of those people, the cannonballer and the toe tapper, eventually do make their way into the pool. Eventually, they are in the same place. They just get there differently, and they get there in a different time, and they get there in a different way. So why is this important? Well, there's two reasons that are I I'm a, at least two reasons. I may even think of more as I talk to you in this podcast. But one reason is this. I want people who are toe tapping type of people, the, the people I typically work with and, and people who will get my course, the Selective Outage Method course. By the way, 
plug here. The selective outage method digital course is out live now. It's at a very affordable rate. You also get to save 25% or on the already ridiculously low rate. Plus, there are three bonuses right now, including my How to Handle Conflict digital course as an extra bonus free with that purchase. So that's a plug for the Selective Outage Method course. So if you're in the uh, in the closet and you are you know that you're a toe tapper, then this, this is a good thing for you to check out. The link will be in the show notes. Do check it out and uh, consider getting this course to help you out. All right. So what, what, getting back to what I was saying, the toe tappers, I think, see oftentimes these people, especially in social media, who are making these grand gestures of their outing and they're making these big presentations and they are, you know, waving their flags and they're wearing their clothing and they're dyeing their hair and they're just letting it all hang out, so to speak. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I want the toe tapper to remember that those people are just made differently and they want to do this differently. Again, nothing wrong with that method. It just doesn't suit everybody. So if you are a toe tapper, I want you to understand that you do not have to do your outing that way. You can be very careful. You can go, remember the person getting in the pool, how slowly they went into the pool? That can be you and you're coming out. You can go micro slow in the process of coming out. There is no timeline here. This is for you. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. For the cannonballers, it's a sprint. And then they live life and deal with all the ramifications, both good and bad, of this cannonball experience. But for you, it's more of a marathon. You want to take it slow. You want to be deliberate. You want to be careful. You want to give extreme thought to it. And if you know, if you use case thinking and method, you want to be selective in who, how, when you come out. So if you are one of those people, don't judge yourself, okay? Don't think that you're less than. Don't think that, you know, just because you are more hesitant and and you're more slow in the process or more careful in your thinking and your planning and all this kind of stuff, that that somehow makes you less than in this whole uh, idea of LGBT. It doesn't. You still belong. You're still one of us and you are still valid and beautiful and appreciated. How you come out is up to you and nobody else gets to push you or, you know, command you in any way. All right. So that's the first thing I want to say. If you are a toe tapper, don't be dismayed by some of the other things and other ways people do it that you see. You know, you don't have to do that. All right. So let me flip the coin. If you are a cannonballer, I want you to hear my voice as well when I tell you that there are people who are not going to do it the way you did it. There are people who aren't going to come out in some major way, and they aren't going to want to do it to the big extreme that you do. And in fact, their coming out may look a lot more private than yours. This is especially true, dear cannonballer, for the older adult, because for most people, and and, and I want and I'm going to say most because I really think this is true for a, a great number of those people, at least that are say 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, they 
as a whole, my experience tells me, are much more conservative in their outing. They are less visible at times. Even I, I, I know older, I, I have someone I'm thinking right now, a gay couple, an older male gay couple that I know. They're even a little older than me. And they are very um, private about their identity and their relationship. They're married and they, you know, they don't hide it. They don't deny it, but they don't go out and make, you know, in their minds, this massive expression or, you know, you won't see them wearing, you know, LGBT clothes or anything like that. That's just not them. And I want you to understand that for older people, that may be the case. They don't have that need to do what a lot of younger people do. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong, you younger person, by doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to understand that there are other people who choose not to do that. And just like you have the freedom and the support to do you, then it's a two-way street. You also, my dear friend, need to afford them the courtesy and the grace to do this the way they are most comfortable. And that can be very different than the way you would do it or the way you did do it or the way you think it might should be done. All right. So we, so here's the thing in this whole, whole thinking about coming out. I, I truly believe that it is such an individual thing. It is such a nuanced activity and response to the person. And we have to be careful when we judge other people's outings, when we condemn somebody for not being out the way we think they should, or we belittle other people because they are not out as fully as maybe you are. That's bad. Okay. Let's don't do that. Let's show love and grace, right? I mean, have we not been recipients of bad behavior, bad words, condemnation? Let's be a little bit more careful in the way that we look at others and even sometimes judge others, especially around this idea of coming out. I know we've got on a little soapbox there, and I didn't mean to, but I really, I'm really passionate about this because I have, I've had. This is the honest truth, folks. I have had people, you know, in my office, when I had an office, I had people in my office and they were just boohooing. I mean, they were crying their eyes out. They were struggling so deeply with this whole process and what it looked like and the fear that they had around coming out and the uncertainty about what their life would look like as a result of that. And those are real things. And we need to be sensitive to that. Don't you think so? All right. So that's something to think about. So um, just remember, there are a lot of different types of coming out. But at, at a minimum, I believe there are at least those two groups, the cannonballers and the toe tappers. What were you? What are you? And which did you think worked best for you or does work best for you? I'd love to hear. Just instant message me on Instagram or send me a Voxer at thejkeepbrown.com. Or you can uh, send me an email at thejkeepbrown at gmail.com. Tell me about your coming out. What type of outer are you? Are you a cannonballer or a toe tapper? And how did it go? I'd love to hear you, my dear friend, part of my community. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time, heal your hurts, live your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.